This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to Warsaw Fan TV. The Joy and the Pain podcast is also live and with us. Warsaw's turbulent uh, couple of weeks um, has got us all uh, pondering on uh, what's going to happen with Matt Sadler. But... Saturday's opponents uh, have had their own turmoil. Um, I welcome Matt from Jill's in the Blood. How are you, mate? You good? I'm very well. Thank you. Well, very well. Battling on, let's put it that way. Battling on. We've got to try, haven't we? We've got to try. We have our challenges. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. One foot in front of the other. One day at a We're just saying off air that uh, living near the seaside, that's sort of uh, nice to go and have a stroll and that sort of thing. Absolutely, yeah. It's um, it's one of life's stress relievers. Um, I've been very open in recent days for anyone that follows me regarding mental um, health. Uh, if I've got one person, then fingers crossed, I've done the right thing. So. Well, that's that's right. It's always good to talk, isn't it? It's Absolutely. always good to talk and, and share share your issues with other people. It helps to sort of uh, help to sort of get things moving along. Um, before we get on to the football, mm -hmm. uh, Jill's in the blood. Um. That's going really well, isn't it, your channel? Yeah, it's, it's been thriving for a while now. I mean, I've been doing it a long time. February 2017, I decided to set it up. So we've been going six and a half years, essentially, which is which is mad. And yeah, I've, I've always said that, that all the time people want to subscribe and want to listen and want to watch, I'll keep doing it. I'll never outstay my welcome. Yeah, I do it because I love talking about football. I do it because I love talking about Gillingham Football Club in the way that, that you love talking about Walsall Football Club and the way that any fan who supports their own club up and down the land wants to talk about it. And um, yeah, it's, it's been great since the Gallinsons came in 10 months ago now, pretty much. And that, that's flown by in terms of yeah. improvements on and off the pitch. And yeah, in turn, better performances and, and better results certainly means that, that people are more inclined to tune in and watch because <laughs> nobody wants to listen to me rabbit on about a defeat every single week and every single Tuesday. And yeah, it's going really well. We're, we're well on the way to 3,000 subscribers, which I, I still find absolutely staggering. It's just me essentially yeah. moaning into a phone or moaning <laughs> on Zoom most of the time. So, so yeah, it's the support. It gives, been, people, been unreal. That, it gives people that connection, I think. That's and probably then, one of the main reasons I've done it was for people that, that couldn't get to games, certainly with the match day live, that if we can try and bring the game into their living room, then, then we're doing a little bit and... 
I think one good thing that came out of COVID was was like these types of things, StreamYard and Zoom and Teams and all that, because it meant that that we went and found opposition fans to, to talk to and it, it snowballed from there. And we've had a lot of yeah. good responses to... We used to do a match preview show and it was just two Jules fans. So you're only getting one side of the story and, and doing it this yeah. way is much better. And then I used to do the, the what I used to call the Monday review on my own. We changed it to a match day review. We added another Jules fan and now we add an opposition fan as well to get both sides of the coin. And, yeah. and that's been really well received as well. So, yeah, like I say, all the while people keep watching. I'll keep churning out content as best I can. Yeah, it's good. I think for me, we sort of, we've done, I've done a little bit on the channel before, but mm -hmm. it was really over COVID when we couldn't get to the games. Yeah. Um, I sort of wanted to make it a bit more interesting for my lad. Because um, yep. just watching an eye follow, it's sort of oh, it was boring uh, when it was so bad. Not the not the greatest, um, and we've had some great times with that. And mm -hmm. the amount of people, I'm sure you've had the same. The amount of people sort of saying how we that we helped them through COVID by providing that content. I think so. Yeah, a lot of people. We had a Mansfield fan on our match day review show a couple of weeks ago, and he said that um, COVID helped. But obviously, it also made you realise how bad it was having to watch games on an iPad or a, a laptop and, and not yeah. being able to go to the ground and experience it properly. So I think there's been some positives to come out of COVID, you know, not many yeah. at all, but um, a few. With, uh, with Walsall, uh, similar to similar to Gillingham, really, before uh, the Gallisons uh, joined you, mm -hmm. it was a lot of pain, wasn't it? It was. Um, the former owner, Paul Scully, is still there in the background as a, as a, a minority shareholder. Um, I was fine with that when the Gallantons first came in, obviously not coming from, from England. They needed somewhere that knew the English game. Um, whether he still needs to be there now, I'm not so sure. But yeah, um, yeah he'd certainly run his course in terms of being the owner and he came out and admitted and said that he couldn't finance the football club anymore on his own. It's not a game where you can do it just as a one-man band, essentially. No, but um, no, The Gallinsons have been a, a breath of fresh air. And, of course, the news that, that came last week was the first really big slash contentious decision that they've made. Obviously, as outsiders looking in, everyone thought, blimey, they're eighth in the table. Like They're only four <laughs> points off top at the time. And now I didn't think that. I didn't think that. I think I messaged you, didn't I? It was like a bit of a shock. I thought the same as well, like you, because you're putting so much pressure on whoever comes in and takes over now. Because essentially, they've got to be in the playoffs or above to, to be deemed yeah. an upgrade and deemed a success. All right, the football was functional, I suppose we call it at best at times, and we didn't score enough goals. But we lost in the week to Portsmouth. I know it's much changed teams and that type of thing, and we had loads of kids, but we never conceded four or more in a game under under Neil Harris in in 20 months. And yeah. So and the thing is, Neil Harris the balance right with everything, isn't it? Yeah, Neil Harris is an excellent manager. Mm -hmm. an and he will be an excellent manager. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we'd take him at Warsaw in a heartbeat. <laughs> He's available. And, um, you are. He's available. <laughs> He's available. Well, that's it. Warsaw, um at the end of the last season, um, things had gone wrong with Mike Flynn. Um, it's strange how fans change, really, because there was still a lot of fans in support of Mike Flynn mm -hmm. when he'd only won one in 22. That was against us, I think, wasn't it? Um, and that's that's amazing. And now with Warsaw, we've had the best start we've had for five years since we've been in League Two. Mm. And um, 
a defeat, albeit a very bad one, away mm -hmm. to Sutton. Um, and people are sadly needs to go. Because he was seen as the cheap option when uh, other managers were sort of uh, touting for it. But yeah. Graham Alexander, who was in the running for the job, who ultimately ended up at, at MK. And I won MK fans want him out. So that yeah. wasn't such a great idea, was he? Um, We're very fickle, aren't we? As football fans, we are. We all are. So it's, Yeah, um, well, it's I think with, with Warsaw, if uh, Warsaw win the next two or three games, then um, everything's rosy and uh, he's a great young manager developing. Um, That's it. And it's still early on in the season. Two wins can, can jump you up, I don't know, eight, ten places at the moment. You've only got to look at Stockport. Everyone thought they yeah. were poor at the start of the season. They won six on the bounce and suddenly they're second. It's... When we when we bought when we built uh, beat Stockport, um, it really did feel like sort of we'd caught them at the right time. They're a very good team, and I mm. think they are definitely going to be up there. I backed um, them to win the league, and we beat them opening day. So again, we yeah. caught them at the right time as well. I think there was a bit of a hangover from from the playoffs, and they had no Carl Wooten, who's just returned as well. So I think they're just oh, going is to he go back now, Carl Wooten? Yeah, he's a he good came back at the weekend off the bench. Yeah, so they're going to be even stronger than. And I think they've still got three or four to come back from injury as well, which is the frightening yeah, thing. Will Collars, Will Collars, a really good player for them as well, isn't he? Yeah, and they've still got. I think Hippolyte's just come back. I think they've still got Carl Noyle to come back. They've got. Callum Camps has just returned, so they're going to be they're going to go from strength to strength, and I, I still back them to win the league. Yeah, it's it's a very tough division this year, isn't it? Yeah, I know you can be eighth and sack your manager. <laughs> I mean, poor old uh, Mark Hughes, he came to League Two thinking it was going to be a, a stroll in the park, and uh, he gets himself fired. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was probably more on the cards given the fan yeah. base and, and the nature of the expectation, I think, at Bradford. But, yeah, I mean, they wasn't having an awful season. Like you've said, a couple of wins and suddenly you're back up and around the, the, the playoff places. And it's still early doors, isn't it? I think it is, Wolf, yeah. We're only a quarter of the way through the season, essentially. I think Mike Flynn last season for Warsaw was unlucky. He had some bad injuries. And, um, and right now, with Warsaw, we started off the season looking very positive. Um, Chris Hussey that uh, we picked up from Stockport. We were playing three at the back. He was left-sided centre-back. Ten weeks into his, uh, retired, his new contract, he? he retired. Yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a tough one to take, like you say, because you, you bring a player in to, to try and find a way to play a certain system, certain style, and, and then you have to rip it up and start again, which must be frustrating, especially if it's, yeah. if it's outside the window. And then the and then for him to announce that the pretty much the day after the transfer window closed, it's like yeah, taking the not mid ideal really. timing, is it? Yeah, you don't need no, at least have done it midway through the window to give people chance to be replaced. But and it, it, it has come out that he's sort of uh, applied for a job in the PFA and that sort of stuff, and it is connected with that. But um, it's doesn't still help you of, though, does it? it? No, it doesn't help us. So the timing of it, of course, is terrible. Um, on the right-sided centre-back, Priestley Farquharson, um, the priest is far easier to say, <laughs> that we picked up from Newport. He's looked very impressive, but he had an injury. He come back and he's got injured again. So like, he was one I'd have liked us to look at when I did like a list of potential targets in the summer. I thought he was he was very good at, at Newport. I think he scored against us. He scored both their goals when they beat us at Rodney Parade. I mean, we were awful yeah. then. That was before the, the takeover. But yeah, he certainly looked... Look the part in terms of a modern day centre half. He's big, he's athletic, he's a threat in opposition boxes, and, and he yeah. does what he does defensively as well. Yeah, so 
no, I thought I thought that was a really a really good upgrade for yourselves and Hussey as well at the time. Obviously, didn't know that unfortunately he was going to retire a month or two later. But yeah, it certainly I thought made you stronger. I was quite surprised that Manny Monk got a move up to League One to, but he got, went to Northampton, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we yeah, could do with him back there. Yeah. Well, because I, I rated the other two higher, so I was quite surprised that he managed to get a move up a division. But but fair play to him. Yeah, I'm not sure how well he's doing with New, with uh, Northampton, but I, I liked him. He's very strong. Mm-hmm. Um, he was prone to mistakes, but he could play out from the back. Um, and it's not very often people went past him because uh, he just didn't let them past. Physically, didn't let them past. Oh, and yeah, he's a, a unit physically. I just thought that the two that coming in were better. But, you know, it's easy for me to say I'm only looking at certain games and, and highlights and, and twice a season. You you Sadness fans it. obviously watch him all the time. I think... The problem Walsall have got now, um, Donovan Daniels is a is a great centre half, but we've got no experience because of the injuries and with Hussey going, um, we've got no experience in the back line at all. In in what is a very young team, um, Harry Williams has been playing the last couple of games. He's played about fifty senior games, but all but about seven of them have been for Alf Church. So it's a big step up, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, he wasn't expected to be playing, but obviously with the way things have happened, um, he's been thrown in. And then um, Oshin McKenty, um had played some games in Motherwell, which um, is still <laughs> not quite the same. But I mean, he's only at 50 senior appearances at the start of the season. So we've tried to convert him into a midfielder. Mm. And um, there's several arguments over that, whether that's working or not. But um, it looks like he's back in the uh, the defence for the minute. But, I mean, there's just no experience there. Um, the full-back, um, Joe Folks, he's uh, 20, I think. He's just gone 20. Um, he started off at right-back. And they were trying to play him as right-wing-back. But, I mean, he, he'd had two years playing as right back he wasn't really ready to play as a wing as a wing back and then you got joe riley who's uh, a 26 year old but he's probably he's only played about 90 games which it's a risk 20, isn't it i said similar to like crawley you sound very similar to them when we spoke about them earlier in the season it's, it's all well and good when it's going well if you've got a load of youngsters that are coming up from non-league and, and there's potential i get that in terms of ability and, and sell-on fees which clubs of our size always need but the risk is then if it does go wrong and you start having a rough trot where is the leadership to, to pull them through that rough trot yeah um, but that's the problem i think that's but you've problem. been consistently inconsistent unfortunately haven't you this season you've had some really good results and then like you say you turn in a performance at, at bottom of the league and get absolutely walloped and four nil before half time as well wasn't it yeah that was four nil the thing is for warsaw and now this is a reminder for anybody who's going to the game from uh from a gillingham perspective um, Warsaw um, are doing well to keep a goal out in the first quarter of an hour. We keep conceding really early. And um, I think we've scored early in our last, certainly in our last two home games, we didn't score at Crewe. Yeah, but I think the last two home games we've scored inside, I think the first 20 minutes, we got one after a couple of minutes against Mansfield. And then I think, yeah, we was in front inside 20 minutes against yeah. MK Dons last weekend as well. So it'd be interesting. But um, our away form's dropped off slightly. I think after three wins, to start the season, we've now got three consecutive defeats, albeit we should have probably got something out of 
at least a couple of them. Crew, we missed three absolute sitters that would have completely changed the game. Doncaster, we missed a hat full of chances as well. Grimsby, we were absolutely awful, deserved to get beat off at absolutely nothing. So, yeah. be interesting. I think, I know it's a cliche, but I think the first goal could be massive at the weekend. If you get it, obviously the crowd gets up and the confidence comes back. Like when we came to your place last season, you was in the middle of a poor run and, yeah. and we managed to roll over and, and concede uh, twice, didn't we, to lose. But yeah, I think if we get it and can quiet on the crowd, it, it could make for a difficult afternoon for the home team. But and and, and for Matt Sadler as well, I think if if Warsaw lose heavily on hmm. Saturday, I think there'll be uh, quite a lot of dissent towards the manager. Um, but he's a young manager. Um, I say young manager; he's like thirty six. He's had lots of experience of football. It's not like he's sort of just coming into it, and he's only twenty two. Hmm. He's been in and around the game, in and around coaching for a long time. So um, he should be a bit smarter, really. Against Sutton, um, he looked shell-shocked, really, and uh, didn't make any changes until half-time when the game was already finished. Yeah, it's done then, isn't it? I think no amount of changes are going to unfortunately alter the course of the game. But I suppose yeah. the only positive is that you managed to keep a clean sheet second half if you're really looking for the silver lining. But I can't imagine that Sutton were bothered, really, when they're already four up. Oh, not at all. And they're going to play within themselves, aren't they, and, take, and put the handbrake on because they know, as barring making ridiculous mistakes on four occasions, they're going to win comfortably and, and that, that's what happens. Yeah. So. But I say, Warsaw's biggest challenge is um, trying not to concede in the first quarter of an hour, which is uh, it's the, the tricky one. Um, who do we need to watch out for? I think Ashley Nanderson is uh, a player that's doing well for you. He's a good quality, experienced striker. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yeah. Uh, started really well when he came in. Three in his first three games. Uh, scored the winner against Sutton and Accrington. And also got the first as we put Southampton out of the cup. But I'm pretty sure he's going to be unavailable. Unfortunately, rolled his ankle against um, MK Dons last Saturday. And that to be withdrawn after 15 minutes, which ultimately turned out all right because McCauley Bond came on and immediately scored. So I, I don't think Madison yeah. will play, unfortunately. I think we saw him after the game as he came out of the ground. He said it looked like a couple of weeks, so I can't see him being available. Uh, um, That's quite a big loss for you then. In terms of his pace, yeah, and his tireless running up front, I think it will be a, a miss. But I've said plenty of times, I think McCauley Bond's our most natural penalty box striker and he's just starting to yeah. show signs that he's getting there. He, he was miles behind in terms of fitness because he signed late in the window. Um, but he's got two in his last three. He's missed quite a few chances as well, but he's now sticking them away. Um, Tom Nichols is, is, is starting to get there again in terms of, of what you get from oh, Tom. Tom Nichols, yeah. Yeah, not an out and out. He's never going to score your loads, but he's got he's got assists 
uh, in the last two games. He set up the second goal Saturday. He set up Johnny Williams in the week against Portsmouth in the um, Papa John's defeat. Um, yeah. So I think it'll probably be, I'd imagine it'd be like a fourth, I call it a four, four, one and a half, whereas Tom is sort of almost doing that, that sort of half nine, half 10 role. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll probably be him and Macaulay. We're still missing Ollie Hawkins. We've not seen him all season. We've got Tim Dieng out with a, a knee Lapsley. problem. Is Lapsley playing for you? Lapsley, we're hoping, is available. He had a hamstring problem a few weeks ago. He then came back against uh, Mansfield, was very good. No, who did he play against? Morecambe was very good for half hour, scored at the comeback off, played at Crewe last Tuesday, got taken off, was feeling it again. So he's missed the last couple. But Keith Millen said that hopefully he should be fit for Saturday, whether that's from the start or I'd imagine it'll probably be from the yeah. bench. Yeah, so we've got a few in key areas missing. We've also got which uh, we've got Chay Alexander, our first choice right backs, unavailable this weekend. He's away on international duty with Saint Lucia, I think. So he's sunning himself somewhere in the Caribbean and playing football. <laughs> so yeah, we've got and then Scott Malone, who's who's been very good since arriving in the summer. He's suspended, unfortunately. So I think it'll be Max Clark at left back. But yeah, I mean, if Macaulay Bon would be a threat if we can get service to him. Tom Nichols, everyone knows what he's like in terms of being a link player. Yeah. Um, Connor Mahoney's probably been the standout for us over recent weeks. We got him on loan from Huddersfield. Yeah, just needed to play games and fall in love with the game again because I think he played about twenty games in two or three years. But he's he's been superb. I think he scored a goal. He's got four assists um, since Mahoney, he Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been spot on, and he's probably the closest that we've got to a to an old school winger, one that hugged the touchlines, good with both feet, good with set piece delivery, and, uh, and yeah. yeah. So is yeah, he, I'd probably he, say he was, him. Is he left side or right side? Can play either. I think he's predominantly started on the right in games, but it's been a case where him and the one the other side will switch throughout the game. So he'd be one to keep an eye on. Um, I'd say he's probably the closest to the player that can can turn a game on its head in a in a single moment. So yeah, for me, if you had to give me, I'd like to give you one player to, to watch out for. It'd be Conor Mahoney. Yeah, what numbers Mahoney? Twenty three. Number twenty three. Mm hmm. Have to have a look for him. Um, if he's playing on the right side, that could be an interesting one. Um, our regular left wing back, left back, mm -hmm. um, Liam Gordon. He's off on international duty as well. He's played mm -hmm. for Guyana. So uh, he's going to be a miss. We've got Taylor Allen. He's uh, playing there. He likes to get forward. Um, whether he's good enough defensively is, uh, I suppose, we'll find out tomorrow. Um, he started off as a striker in his career, went to left mm -hmm. winger and then to left wing back then to left back and uh, more recently he's been playing left centre back so uh, we're wondering when he's going to get a goal uh, going sounds goal like sounds like our most Sunday league career win <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so up front for Warsaw um Danny Johnson is the strange one um he scored 15 in 30 um for us last season before Mansfield pulled him back he hmm. was on loan we signed him in the close season and um, he started the pre-season well and the first couple of games and then he'd been taken out of the team. Um, his fitness seems to uh, perhaps be a bit of a question. Um, so I don't know if there's something going on behind the scenes, but he's our most prolific goal scorer and he's our most natural goal scorer and he's not been playing him. 
So he's not scored since August, has he, I don't think. But yeah, been in and out of the side, which is somewhat surprising because I looked at that one in the summer and thought, cool, yeah, that's a really good addition. Like we knew how good you were with him the first half of last season and then form completely dropped off the side of a cliff without him. Could have been coincidence, but I don't think it was. Um, no, so, it yeah, wasn't. <laughs> very interesting. Very interesting one from an outsider's perspective to see that he's he's not he's not getting regular starts and regular minutes because, like you say, I think similarly to Macaulay Bond for us, he's he's a proper eighteen yard box centre forward who you want sniffing yeah. chances. So was that Macaulay Bond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know him. I'll have a look at what what was he, what number does he play? Uh, he's forty-five, so he'd be the centre forward. I would have thought he's been at yeah. he was at Charlton and Ipswich a couple of seasons ago in in League One. Leighton Orient done really well for them a couple of years ago under Justin Edinburgh when they won the National League. Oh, got you. Pretty good. The uh, Jamil Matt is another one that we thought was going to do well, but there's not really, not really looked at it since hmm. he's been with us. Um, a player we've got on loan is uh, Freddie Draper who's uh, been leading the line. And um, he's looked very good, but he's only 19. And I think he's he's played too many games. And I think perhaps he's tiring a little bit. Okay. So it could be time for could be time for DJ again. Oh, because he's one that's come from Ireland. So he's played loads of games before the English Yeah, he played for Drogheda or, or Drogda, as, yeah. the, as the Irish would say. Um. So he, he did well for them there and then came straight in for us. So he's not had a close season or anything. He's been sort of playing all the way through. So that's a lot of games for a young lad. Mm. And I think we're getting to the point now where he's sort of starting to tire a little bit. Um, so maybe it is time for DJ to uh, make his return. Want to step up for fingers crossed from, from your point of view. Obviously, from our point of view, I hope he's uh, absolutely rubbish at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think with all strikers, it's a confidence thing. If you're not going to be happy unless you're playing and scoring, oh, of and course, then, uh, absolutely. And if you're not doing either, he's going to be real grumpy, I would think. Um, yeah. But I think we're at a point. We're at a point where it could be we're back in round about sixteenth, finishing sixteenth, like we were last season or the last few seasons, or it could click, and uh, we could start to charge up the league again. I think the uh, the most optimistic Warsaw fans, <clears throat> of which yeah. I'm probably one of them, was uh, I'd probably say we might be able to sneak seventh. But um, in in our recent form, um, won one, drawn one, lost three in the last five, um, that doesn't sort of indicate a top seven capability, does it? Um, yourself, no, one, two, right. one, two, drawn one, lost two, your last mm-hmm. five. But uh, Gillingham, 22 points, third in the league. And uh, 15 points, we're on in 17th. So it's not looking great. And uh, you guys definitely go into it being the favourites. I'd imagine so, based on league table. But obviously, like I say, there's the, the the caveat would be that we've lost three on the bounce away from home. So we've got to sort that out quickly if we want to continue to, to be in them top positions. I always like the old... The old adage, isn't it? If you win your home games and, and draw plenty away, then you're going to be there or thereabouts. But if you're yeah. always relying on the home form and that drops off, then you're going to start struggling. But at the same time, if we can start winning more away, then we definitely will be there or thereabouts because the home form's been really good for for a long period of time now. So, Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's always a difficult place to go, isn't it? Your place. 
it is certainly since um the gallantons came in the home form i think we've only lost sorry about this i don't know why my work can you hear them? um yeah i think we've won it's around about 70 percent of our game since the turn of the year so priestfield has become something yeah. of a fortress it's just still inconsistent on the road unfortunately Walsall have never done very well in at Gillingham. I don't think we're great at your place either, which doesn't fill me with loads of confidence. My, uh, my, my mental, uh, my mental thing goes back. I've been following Walsall since '81, hmm. um, and generally we lose three nil at Gillingham. That's in my head. It's like a three nil. Anything three nil defeats a great result, sort of thing. Yeah, I think we're similar coming to you. Like I said, last season we came up there and we, we'd we really improved. I think we arrived in March, didn't we? And I don't think yeah. you'd won since the start of January and, and you comfortably beat us, which was, was still synonymous with just, it was just that inconsistency and the fact that we had a new group at the time. I think we'll be better this season, yeah. despite the managerial change. I've not seen, I bet it's only one game granted, but I've not seen loads of changes or tweaks to how we play no. under Keith Millen and that's not going to come in a week. Um yeah, I'd expect it to be a fairly close game. And like I've already said, I think the first goal could be absolutely massive. If we can go there yeah. and quiet on the crowd and get it, then I'd back us to to get something out of the game. And again, like I've already said, a draw wouldn't be a disaster if, if you're winning the majority of your home games. Yeah, I think we'd, I think we'd take a draw right now, to be honest, the way uh, things have gone. Um, Keith Millen, obviously, is in there, sort of caretaker manager. Any idea who's likely to be coming in for you yet? Absolutely not. I mean, we've seen the bookies lists, which have mysteriously disappeared for some reason. We could only find them on Bet Victor. I think it's a mixture of people out of work. Carl Robinson, the Cowleys. Um, Keith's in there listed, obviously, because he's caretaker manager, but he's come out and said he doesn't want it. Steve Bruce was randomly chucked in there because he played for us about 40 years ago, but that wouldn't be a player that a manager that would excite me. I think if you're going to go down the route of someone that's not managed at League Two, I'd rather go down sort of a young up-and-coming coach, similar to what Ipswich yeah. did with Kieran McKenna, similar to what um, Notts County are doing with Luke Williams. Um, yeah, then you get the random like ex-Premier League superstars that are out of work, like Frank Lampard in there. There's none at the moment that really jump That's off the That's not a great idea, state. is it? Is it no, John Eustace? John Eustace just, just been, been sacked by Wayne Yeah, and I think Wayne Rooney's just been confirmed as the new manager there, which we all saw coming. But um, Yeah, that's another strange like, one. Blues were doing well. Yeah. Very strange. He's come in and he's, he's, he's stabilised them, but it seems the owner wants a, a bigger name, which doesn't always work. I mean, I think Wayne Rooney's a very good coach. He proved that at, at Derby before he went to America, and I think he'll prove it again. But it just seems very, very harsh on John Eustace from an outsider's perspective. One, but again, the proof's in the pudding, isn't it? We can only answer the question ultimately when we get to May, when we find out where, where Birmingham and, and, and where Jill's finish as well. Yeah. And I, th I think for Warsaw, the... Um... It was sort of coined as a development season for Warsaw. I don't think yeah. they're uh, expecting promotion this season. I did 12th uh, in my pre-season um, preview, 12th in yeah. the table. I thought that would represent a step up. I thought Danny Johnson, though, would play more regularly than he has, although yeah. Freddie Draper's been decent. But like you said, it can still go one or two ways at the moment. We've got, we've got plenty of games still to play. Yeah. And it, it's whether the American owners at Travella Group, how patient mm -hmm. they are with Sadler or whether they panic and uh, make a cut. It's one That's of those, isn't it? You Similar don't know. to us, we, we didn't see it coming. And I think all Jill's fans were surprised when the announcement came, regardless of whether we were Harris in, Harris out or 
somewhere in the middle. I think the timing of it was very strange, two days out from a home game where we've generally yeah. been absolutely spot on for a long period of time. But Keith Millen won, and, and that's the main thing because regardless of who's the manager, and Neil used to say it all the time, he's just a custodian. The football club will be here long after him and, and yeah, long after us. Yeah. And we all want our football club to win. And, and we won Saturday and we all went home fairly happy, albeit the last 10 minutes were probably more difficult than, than it should have been. Um, because of the fact that we made some very ultra-defensive changes. I think at full-time, we had a goalkeeper, a striker, two right-backs, two left-backs, three centre-halves and two defensive midfielders on the pitch. And it was some sort of mash-up, 5-4-1. But Macaulay Bond was left about 50 yards away from everyone. It was ridiculous, to be fair. But we got the job done and we got over the line. Well, I think if, you, if you're ahead, you've got that chance, haven't you? I think uh, when you're trying to pull one back light on, you're always yeah. going to get hit, aren't you? Hit on the counters and that sort of thing. And that was what Neil Harris um, was very good at. We never lost a game in the league when Neil sco- when we scored the first goal under Neil. The only trouble was, and I think this was a, a big factor in why he got the sack, was that we only won one league game after conceding the first goal in in twenty yeah. months. So, so that was a big issue. Obviously, like I've already said, the goal scoring was an issue. We we averaged less than a goal a game over yeah. ninety games in all competitions, which which is probably not sustainable if you want to be in and around the mix for promotion. I know the top three teams that went up last season, Orient, Northampton and Stevenage, weren't massively prolific. I think they all scored around 60-65. But I think you've got to get to that as a minimum to be in the top three. You can't go along at scoring 40-45 goals a season. It's just not going to work. The um, You don't concede, you're not going to lose, are you? No, and, and that's, this is the thing, isn't it? Historically, you remember Alex Ferguson saying all the best teams were built from the back. So if we didn't yeah. concede, we weren't losing football matches. But the big concern with us was if we conceded first, we generally wasn't going to win because, and that yeah. was there was proof in that pudding because it only happened once in the league and I think two or three times more in cup competitions. Yeah, it's 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 nice from a supporter's point of view sometimes to see your team come back and win. Uh, Walsall have done it in a, on a few occasions. Um, Salford was a typical one. We were absolutely dominated first half at Salford. And then came back to win the match in the second half. So, and and again at Bradford, we sort of went behind against Bradford and sort of come back to win. So the character is there, and uh, the ability to come back is there. But as I as I mentioned earlier on, giving the team giving the opposition a goal start in the first quarter of an hour is not really the ideal way to go. And <laughs> um, what's your no, just, just uh, as we as we're about to wrap up? Um, what's your prediction then for the game? Um, Hart says we might win it by the odd goal, despite the record not being great up there. But Head says one each. One each. One each. I'm going to go for um, two-one Warsaw. That's uh, my optimistic head. My negative head is going to keep quiet. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, right then. Thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for listening. The joy and the pain. We know all about that. Um, Gillingham having lots of joy at the moment, um, sort of flying high. Can they maintain it? And uh, can Warsaw get back into gear? That's what it's all about. Right then, thanks for watching. Cheers. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Good one. No problem. Pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. 
Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.